We are the Purposeful Project. We help entrepreneurs for free. Welcome to today's pep talk, where we'll take just 20 minutes to interview leading experts from around the world who share actionable know-how, insights, and life lessons. To hear these incredible insights, follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Or you can simply visit thepurposefulproject.com, sign up to our mailing list, and get the podcast in your inbox every single week. Welcome to this week's episode of Pep Talk. My guest today is Peter Hopwood. He's going to share some incredible knowledge with us about his global speaking, coaching, storytelling, and virtual speaking uh, knowledge. He's a specialist, a TEDx speaker. I think you're going to really enjoy his insights today. So, uh, Peter, welcome to Pep Talk. Thanks so much for joining us today. Perhaps for those that don't know you, uh, share a little bit about your knowledge. Absolutely. I'm, I'm delighted to be here. Good to, uh, good to have a chat with you and um, looking forward to sort of delving into all this and, and hopefully sharing some value as well. So my story, my kind of story squeezed into, I don't know, 60, 90 seconds is very simply, I went to, I started out at art college. Um, my education is an art background. And then very soon after that, I, I left abroad, lived in seven countries and then came to Croatia and uh, and then started my own business here and uh, and today i help people very simply to to find their stories to nurture their stories craft them and then deliver them in the right way um so you know i i started out um, traveling in different countries living in different countries working for um a tour operator and a lot of that work is about presenting presenting the resort presenting the experiences you can do on holiday and so my kind of background and my my learning area was was presenting felt i was good at that had a talent for it and then over the years as i say fast forward to today it, it's what I do to help other people stand out, get their messages across, whether it's on stage in a big hall, whether it's a TEDx, TEDx speech, or very simply, if it's in a boardroom sharing messages with your team, or even on this in this square box now virtually, getting that chemistry going, getting that engagement and, uh, and building up that trust and keeping those relationships going through this, this strange thing called, uh, called Zoom. <laughs> And how did you learn these skills? How, how do you know um, what the rest of us need to learn? By doing them. So, so d- during that time of, of presenting, literally presenting the same presentations five, six times a week for five, six years. So, so I learned, you know, I learned, I learned the hard way. A lot of the time it went well. Sometimes it went, you know, dramatically wrong. And I realized that, you know, by what I say and changing the way I say something, how I say it, how I feel about what I'm saying, all makes a difference. People would, people would kind of warm to you differently or they have a different perception of you by, what you by how you say things, what you say to them, how you come across, how you see yourself, the awareness of, of, of yourself and, and, and trying to get, get closer to the perception you want in the minds of the people looking at you. Cause again, you know, people, people don't, oh, it's a thing. They don't have to listen to us. They don't, they don't have to buy from us. They don't have to, um, they don't have to give us any respect at the end of the day. doesn't feel great, but they don't. So, so making sure that you, you're, you're trying to create the right impression. And we only have a very short window for that. We only have a very short window. This, this podcast right now, if people are new to this, They've heard your voice, they've heard mine, they've heard the intro. 
They, they hopefully they'll st stick with us. Hopefully they'll, they'll keep listening to it, listening to us. So we've got to kind of give them something, or tell them about something that's 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 good that they're going to get value from. So hopefully, hopefully they haven't left yet. Maybe they have. <laughs> Are you <laughs> Maybe still, still with us? So it's about so those small things to grab attention, get people curious about what what's going to happen next and there's many many small techniques you can do and as i say i learned the, the hard way by doing this some some months i i got a you know in my pocket it was it was a good good, good money in my pocket because i was selling well other months you know complete opposite and so i had to work on i had to think about what i'm going to say how i'm going to say it how do i feel about what i'm selling do i believe what i'm selling do i believe do i you know, sharing those those emotions, people want to feel those emotions as well. And it's when you start doing that, you can get people to make decisions, maybe decisions about you and what your and your content and what you're sharing more towards the outcome you want. I think this is such an interesting insight for people that are listening. I mean, I've discovered, you know, it used to be first impressions were the most important, right? You know, that you can't make a second first impression sort of thing and, and that you needed to meet someone to really build a bond. And I think um, that's not true, actually. I've discovered I've been able to make friends via listening to someone on Clubhouse, for example, via their voice. You can tell if they're authentic. You can tell if they're being yeah. genuine. If you just listen to people's voice, you can actually really sense quite a lot about people. And I think that what you're talking about there is really vital. The um, how you actually feel comes across in your voice. You might not think it does. Like if you don't believe in something, right? That's what you're saying. Then you can almost hear it in people's voices, even though they think they're selling it with conviction, right? Simon, you, I mean, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. For me, the biggest influencer in terms of how we share our messages, the, the thing that will sway us the most towards one direction or the other is how we sound more than what we look like more than what we're saying some more than what we're actually saying sometimes isn't that crazy but our voice tells us so much it it, it tells us so much about how someone's feeling at that time and also how they see themselves the story in our heads about ourselves that comes out through through our voice and so working on that or being more aware of it, being more aware of how you sound. So often when, we do, when I'm doing exercises or, or we're looking, we're focusing on voice with a client, for example, most of the time, you know, they haven't even thought about it. But when they start thinking about it and the next thing that comes up usually is, oh, I don't quite like my voice. My voice isn't something that I like. You don't have to necessarily love your voice, but, if you don't appreciate your voice, if you don't like how you sound, no one else is going to do No one else is going to like how you sound. So the trick is working on your voice, shaping it, trying to shape the sounds in a better way that just get towards a better outcome. And you can do that. There are many, many techniques. There are many things you can do just to, to change the way your your messages are coming out through through what you say and, and more so how you say them. And it just takes a little bit of awareness, a little bit of investment in time, and uh, and you can actually work wonders. Um, yeah. How do you, I mean, for, for example, on, on, this, on this podcast, the voice, number one, if people don't see the images of you, Simon, they hear your voice, right? Tell me how you have kind of changed the way you've, you've shared your messages through your voice. Just, I'd love to hear. 
Well, I, I kind of also believe I have a telephone voice. I have a slightly different voice when I'm on the telephone. <laughs> My wife always complains, like, you've got a slightly different voice, but you're trying to project energy that the visual doesn't allow. I, sometimes, I feel with voice sometimes that you, I mean, on a podcast, for example, I can actually hear my own voice in my, my headphones, which is, is kind of weird at the beginning when you first start doing a podcast. But, but later you realize it's quite good to kind of understand, maybe listen to what other people are hearing. And, and, and what you said earlier as well, I think people are listening to the sentiment. So in this podcast, the sentiment is we're trying to teach you something. There's a sentiment, an underlining tone. So we will get there, you know, but sometimes you have to really listen carefully to understand the learnings. And I think when I'm trying to teach people something, what I'm trying to do, I think, is, is do it via someone else. So that's why I have wonderful guests like you on to kind of almost like if someone else is validating, I come on here and say, you know what you need to do? You need to have a stronger voice. You need to know to tell a story, tell a story. You need to have, you know, these special techniques. They might not be the same as you, you sharing that, that, that knowledge. So having two people talk about this, I think is kind of what I'm trying to do through voice. I don't know if yeah, I've asked uh, a question there, by the way. Yeah, no, you I have, you have, hearing. you have. And I think, I think your role your role in all, all of this is really getting people to feel like there's something good coming. So, okay, so the, the guests, okay, like me or, or your other other guests sharing their, their knowledge and expertise. So you're kind of framing that and you're helping out, helping listeners to get ready, you know, because there's something good coming, there's value coming. And you, and you outline that very well at the beginning. So you have an intro and you, 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 sh you share some info about the, 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 the guest and then you say what they're going to get after this, that you're going to learn this or you're going to be closer to this, this and this. So how do people tell stories? I mean, this is something I personally struggle with myself when people say to you, you know, what do you do? I think as an entrepreneur, I'm like, well, I do this, and I do that. You end up having this long, long story. How, how do you go about helping people get their stories right? Yeah, that, so that, the answer to that question is I can't answer it in like, two minutes but um because okay so stories come in all shapes and sizes right so we've got the, the stories about ourselves, as i mentioned the stories about how we see other people the stories the story about our let's say life as a whole and how what we represent right the story of 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 the kind of work persona as well the story of where we want to be because a lot of these stories are, are you know they're still this obviously still moving they're still going there's still many chapters to go through right so when i sit down with a, a client let's say a tedx speaker the first thing i ask them is like I, you know what what is what is the number one message you want to share what's the what's the main message when people walk away what do you want them to feel what do you want them to to think about what is that you want them to what's the change right so we get that or it's close to that let's say and then it's a question of me literally listening to the past. So I want them to talk about the past, talk about how they did that. Then, then they went on to that. So if I was to talk to you right now, let's say you were me, I would be you know, sharing art college and then, then what happened next. And then I went to live in Paris and then blah, 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 this, that, and the other, got here, got there, then went to Croatia, blah, 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 right? So through that journey, I'm already kind of picking out my emotions, emotions that my client would have felt, emotions that people can relate to, emotions that are, you know, that we, that we all can feel all the time, like frustration, like anticipation, like surprise, like um, self-doubt, for example. So all of those 
I pick out and trying to trying to find moments, which small, simple moments that happen. They don't have to be epic. They don't have to be big achievements or dramatic moments, just small little moments that everybody can relate to. Because at the end of the day, it's all it's storytelling for me is more about the emotion and those moments of emotion than anything else. You can have a massive story and a massive epic, um, long epic journey with a with a massive ending, but but maybe the emotion wasn't that that big. Or you can have small, simple stories, some, something that happened to you this morning, Simon, something that happened to me maybe last week or a friend of mine or a colleague, but that emotion everybody can relate to. So it's about... It is about finding those moments of emotion, uh, and that could be in the form of a massive story or often in a small story. And on this screen, when we talk about virtual engagement and if we're sharing our stories or trying to create that relationship through the stories and that emotion as well, our stories have to be mini stories. <laughs> we have to keep things short, sweet, simple with a, with, a, with a strong emotion. Who does this well, do you think? Is it anybody that stands out that you think... Is, is kind of the master at, at storytelling. Lots, I mean, lots. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind are comedians. Mm. Like comedians are, are constantly telling small stories. They're small mini stories. They set up. They set them up well. Get us on this little journey. Bang, and then give us this this punchline. And you can't do. And, and you I love the, comedians, uh, by the way. So so true. My neighbour is Ricky Gervais. Without name. Drop. No way. Yeah, really? so, so uh, hi, Ricky, if you're listening. And, um, <laughs> and, I, and he's the only famous person I actually like. So sorry for everybody else that's famous that's listening. But, but, uh, but I, I just love the way he tells stories. And it, that's what it always is. Right? It's, it's not necessarily a punchline or joke. It's, it's literally telling an experience you've had and a feeling you had that people can that's relate. That's right. And also watching, watching the, the comedian or the person sharing that story, how he feels about it plays a massive role. Somebody could could see that as something f funny themselves, and there you can see the smile coming on their face. Or let's say, like Ricky, he may not show that emotion. It might be a, a it might be an emotion of disgust, or it might be an emotion of you know just just uh, complete contrast to what other people would feel. And and that is part of the part of the appeal sometimes. So yeah, I think comedians do it very well. And in a, in a set, they've got so many jokes, so many small jokes that they share. They are all mini stories. They are all ways of sharing uh, uh, emotions and people getting people to relate to, the, to those emotions. So, so for example, observational comedians, right? These, this is all relatable stuff. This is stuff that people can relate to because they know, they know that, they've, they've experienced that. They, they share that same experience. And when we share those experiences, that gives us common ground. And when we've got common ground, we're more in, a, we're more in, this, in this state to agree, to, to be on board with each other and, and build that relationship. So the, for the five minutes I've got with you still now and um, people listening, how does it work? How do you go about like, so for example, we, with me, you know, I'm, I'm always 
I think I'm storytelling and I think I'm doing it well. How do you know if you're doing it well or not? People listening want to learn to storytell well. I mean, I love the point you're making there about comedians, but a lot of people would say that, you know, they, they don't have that humor um, ability. But is, is, is it tapping into that emotion that like you just mentioned there that comedians have? Or how do you go about helping people? What would, you know, let's say, if, if I came to you and said, right, help me with my storytelling, what, what's the process? already mentioned that 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 emotion finding trying to find um in in the stories that you're sharing in the moments the experiences you've had maybe that's a better better phrase the experiences that you've had or what you've seen the emotions that you've experienced and if they're contrasting that's a good thing getting people again the common ground at the beginning that's a good thing and then giving a clear message at the end. Let me just, okay, let me, for example, um, okay, so uh, something, I, something I saw the other day on TV, I saw, I saw a, a, a report about hairdressers. Hairdressers during COVID. Hairdressers during COVID, and I saw that, I heard that in the report, very simply, the main message was the biggest chunk of a hairdresser's clientele that, that they lost now, that will not come back again, is simply people that have, have got really short hair and can just cut it themselves. <laughs> Buy a shaver from Argos, or not necessarily from Argos, anywhere really. Good sound effects, by the way, for people listening on Spotify. You were, you were, that was good. Thank you very much. And so, so a hairdresser's clientele, the biggest clientele they've lost are simply people that can do it themselves, not the other people who've got longer hair, who've got, who has to do more, have more elaborate um, treatments, just simply people like I'm looking at you, Simon. Um, I'm looking at myself through the screen. Uh, people like me and you who can do it ourselves. So that, that's a message that that's a message that I think relates to a lot of people in business and, and sharing their products and ch- sharing their services, right? Think about what you're sharing. Think about your product. Think about your service. Is it something that one day people can actually do themselves? Why do they come to you? Is it because of that particular service that everyone else can share, or you're giving them something more? So probably hairdressers right now. If, if they were listening to that report, they probably will be thinking, okay, well, what is it that I can give to my clients that's different from just a haircut that they can do themselves with a, with a shaver? Maybe it's the, it's the cup of tea that I share with them and the biscuits. Maybe it's the banter and the ha- having people around us sharing stories. Maybe it's just the environment of them getting out of the house and somebody else doing that to their, to their, to their hair. Okay. So, okay. So if we take that, that was simply just a story that I saw, not my story, a story that I heard, right? Mm. It's relevant because it's COVID. We, most of us go to the hairdressers and if it's for in business, most of us can relate to sharing or selling a product or a service and it gets people thinking. And then all I did was just put a bridge, just a simple bridge. How is Now that's something that relates to our industry or the point is blah, 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 blah. Yeah, just a bridge in between and then the message. And the thing is, we can do that all the time with things we hear, all those small little stories, things that are happening all the time. For example, a turtle. Have you ever bought, a, have you ever had a turtle, Simon? 
I personally haven't, but my older brother had a terrapin for a while. Really? A baby thing that turned into this massive, crazy animal. So okay. in short, massive, yes, crazy animal. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I, when you say massive, crazy animal, it relates to what I'm just about to say. Because when you buy a turtle, apparently, if you buy a turtle and the and the box, the the the, the not a cage, um, uh, uh, what would it be? Where what would a turtle? I guess it, you probably, I think it wasn't a, a little uh, fish tank. Plastic fish tank, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, the tank of a, okay. So the, well, the, the fish tank, head, okay, the fish tank of a turtle. If you buy a small turtle and a, and a small fish tank, the turtle will only grow to the size of the fish tank. So that means if you buy a small turtle and then buy a kind of big fish tank, your turtle will grow to fit the size of the fish tank. This turtle didn't listen, by the way, because it was a small tank and it grew. I think that is that true. That's definitely true for fish. That's, that's definitely true for fish. I don't know it, if it's the same for turtles, but but I get your point. You grow to the size of your environment. Yeah. So right? so, but isn't that true of so many things in business anyway? When totally. We, we've got when we've got a company, and let's say we can do it. We can put it. We can relate this to the size of of our employees. Maybe we've got like let's say five at the moment or two at the moment, but we anticipate in six months' time that we're going to get. We, we're working hard to get more business, so we're going to need. We're going to need more people, and if we have more people now, it's going to help in the future. Or maybe the space we're in, maybe the office space, which maybe isn't too relevant today because it's all changing up anyway. But maybe before COVID, thinking about okay, our office space. We've got again, we've got 10 people or 20 people in, in, in the office right now. Things are going really well, or things are hopefully going well. Do I need to have a bigger office ready for when I bring more people in? So I had that exact experience. Well, you're talking about mindset here and how the mind can create reality, right? So it's so, but I, I had a business where the office was 10 times bigger than I needed. And actually, because of that, I was able to bring people in, give people place, you know, office space to sit in, and then you end up working together. And, you know, you almost created a big, I created a bigger company because I had a bigger office. I can imagine <laughs> that. Fist. I can imagine people. So people in your office with this massive office, massive space, they probably felt well, this is massive. This is this We're is going somewhere. I mean, I, this is this is yeah. Things are going for this company. Whereas yeah. if it was a smaller place, yeah. your anticipation and also people's feeling over time mindset, they're probably thinking, well, you know, why should I stick around here? Yeah. No, no growth opportunity, literally. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Which is kind of the opposite. What I love about this sort of chat, Peter, is that I think a lot of the time people were like, you know, get a small office, keep it, you know, keep it small. Well, I, I, I spoke to someone the other day, and my listeners in the US might not know what this is, but VAT in the UK is quite big. They're basically not growing their business. So they don't have to pay VAT, which is a value-added tax. So in other words, they're keeping their business small because they don't want to pay a tax on profit they were going to make, you know? Like mm. it, it's almost like a mind, the mindset of business growth is fascinating, isn't it? I mean, that's, that, that's what you're talking about here. Exactly. Exactly. So if we take that, just that kind of story, let's say about turtle in the tank, but then we just bang a bridge and say something like, well, that's, that's what, that's really relevant to what we do in business today. Or the point is, or um, that's so true of, of most of us in business right now, because blah, 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 blah. So all I've done is just taken this funny little story about a turtle, a fact, something that is trivial, but made it into something people remember because they'll re hopefully remember the turtle thing, the tank and turtle, they'll remember that and they'll, they'll join it together in their minds. Maybe after this podcast at some stage, they'll, when they're thinking about this particular 
topic, might, they might think of that turtle and the tank, yeah? So all it is is just pulling out these, these kind of stories that are happening all over the place. They're happening to me, to you. It's all, stories are just simply our, our, our desire as humans to, to listen to what other people are doing and other people are feeling, right? A, 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 a women's magazine, right? What is that? That is simply the desire when people read that or want to buy that and, and look through that, turn the pages, if people do that anymore. I don't know. Maybe your wife does. Maybe my ex-wife do. does. They I don't know. Newspapers and deliver. I it was Women's Weekly when I was a kid. My mum would have them all. Women's Own, Women's Weekly, all, all of them. Anyway, my, so my mum, she would be just interested in, in the gossip, in what ha- what's happening to other people, people, celebrities having a baby or a celebrity getting a divorce or a celebrity with a new lover. All that is, these are small little mini stories, but all it is is our desire to know what other people are feeling and doing. So, so that's what we can share all the time, what other people or us are feeling, doing, common, common emotions that are completely relatable to all of us. Yeah, the, what I said before, self-doubt, um, excitement, surprise, um, uh, confusion. Um, I mean, we can go through a whole list of adjectives that, that, are, that are emotions that we're all feeling and we're all feeling as, as entrepreneurs, as people who are, are just about to start a business, people that have already on that journey already, or people maybe right now who are listening to this, perhaps that have had, you know, that are hitting a bit of a wall and a bit of a bit of an issue. So, so, so emotions play such a big part. And if we can hit those or go towards those, we can get people to listen to us and get people to hopefully start to relate to us. Once we've got those two things, it's so much easier for, for them to stay with us and then share our main message. They don't have to agree with the message, but it's, it's easier to get them on board and to almost gain that, build that relationship and gain that respect. What I love about your knowledge and what you're sharing here, Peter, is I, I see way too often in business that people think business, it's not personal, as the saying goes, you know, it's not personal. And I, I actually think that if you really want to be successful and enjoy what you do, have fun with what you do, you've got to put it all out there. You've got to be emotional. And, and that's almost the opposite to how people perceive business, right? They see business. I think a lot of people see business as quite clinical. And so I love, I love your message, Peter. And I, I couldn't agree more, by the way. I mean, it took personally me a long time to, to tell my personal story and, and make people understand why I do what I do. And I think once people understand why you do what you do, they, they, they relate to it. They, they're more sticky. They care more about your mission. So I really love what you're saying. I also wish I'd known you when I did my own TEDx talk about eight years ago because it's rubbish it's rubbish. And, and I feel like I could have done a really good job if I'd had someone like you helping me. Um, so it's great to, to know you now. And now my audience know you. And um, just, just finalizing, because I'm always conscious of time. I'd actually love to have you back, Peter, because there's so many things I'd like to keep talking about. I'd love to be back. Let's do it again. Let's, yeah, let's we do. do it yeah, because I generally um, have people for 20 minutes in the morning. So, so I know that, um, I, but there's so many things here. Actually, I've made notes that I want to ask you. Um, so I'll have to have you back on. But just to finalize for the listeners out there, if there's one person's TEDx talk, you think someone should go and listen to that kind of personifies what you're talking about? Is there anyone that jumps to mind? Yeah. There's so many. There's so many that I just sort of. I know you've coached a lot of people in that space too. So um, like picking a child, is it? Yeah, I should. You know what I should do? I should tell you like somebody that I've coached and uh, yeah. done it really well. And I go, they're really good because I coach them, um, yes, of course. which they are. Of um, but <laughs> um, 
I can't, I mean, there's this. Okay, I can't I can't remember the, the name of the of the of this particular woman, but she shared a, a, such a great story of how she it was a woman in I think Australia, TEDx Sydney, and she shared her story. It's it's all actually it's called it's all about storytelling, but in fact it's not really about storytelling. She just shares her experience of how she <laughs> wanted to um uh, she, she'd seen a guy for so long and she finally, at the end of this story, she sh- finally let that guy know how she felt about him. It's really funny, right? You know I, can't, I can't even remember the name we'll of it. The name of her. We'll put the links in the Absolutely. podcast notes the below. Afterwards. So, so, yeah. Have a look at it. And what yeah. it does, there are so many great things in there. So many great things in how she's feeling about that whole story. It's it, what. It must be a true story. I'm sure it's a true story. If it's not, she's a fantastic actress. By the way, that's the best comedians. They link it to real life. You can always tell when the story has no relation yeah, to them. Yeah, that's right. Because when we tell it, you've got to link it to that's the, right. the real world. That's when it, or the authenticity comes through. When we tell a story, when we tell something that we, we know and experienced, mm, easy. We, we can remember it better, obviously, yeah. and it comes across as more true. And in fact, anytime we tell a story, it, the listener is almost almost always has almost always has this feeling that it is true mm. so people can tell lies i can tell i can tell you a story now it could be a complete lie right but when i say to you okay i'm going to tell you this story about this this and this in your mind simon you're already thinking this is probably true mm. so so stories have this sort of equal true you know truth although in reality that's where we get manipulated, maybe, mm. with politicians. But anyway, you put the link here. I'll, I'll send you the link. And yeah, we'll, set, we'll put the link in below, folks, listening. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm sure I, I, I can't wait for the link. I, I have someone that you're recommending to listen to. It better be good, Peter, or, you know, or else. But um, but no, I also wanted to ask you about living in Croatia. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about, you know, some of your experience in, in the 32 countries that you've worked in, which is just incredible. Um, so we'll have you back on and, and talk more about your knowledge. And and uh, thanks for taking time out to come and share some of your thoughts around around um, telling stories and, and visual speaking and, and so on. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure, Simon. Really enjoyed sharing um, some, some ideas, got me thinking as well. And this was a nice productive chat uh, as well. So thanks so much and looking forward to, to being back. Thanks, Peter. That's it, folks. I hope you enjoyed today's pep talk with Peter. His links are below if you want to learn more about what he does. And perhaps if you're thinking of doing a TEDx talk, definitely hire him. I wish I'd known him myself beforehand. We are here to help 10 million people start and grow a business of their own and not feel alone doing it. So if you need any help, then do feel free to reach out. We organize free one-on-one mentoring. Right now, as you probably know, we have a partnership with TikTok. We're giving away 5,000 pounds, 8,000 US dollars to entrepreneurs. We're giving away access to mentorship from 12 of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. We're giving marketing from TikTok, marketing from QuickBooks, marketing from my organization. And all you have to do is send us a video telling us what you're doing and how we can help and hashtag be your own boss. So don't forget to enter that competition and we'll see you next week on Pep Talk. Thank you for listening to Pep Talk today, powered by The Purposeful Project. If you found it interesting, please give us a review and follow us. In addition, you can sign up to our website and get loads more free entrepreneur knowledge, as well as get access to Pep Talk and The Purposeful Project podcast direct in your inbox every week.